Welcome to OOO, an out of ordinary podcast where we dig deep into case studies and the nitty gritty of Web3 marketing. You'll find here all the amazing people that are building Web3, so stick to us as we address their marketing secrets and learn how to build amazing products and brands. Hello everyone, I'm Alex, your fellow Web3 marketer and the host of Out of Ordinary Podcast. Let me introduce you to my guest. Giancarlo Rios is a Web3 marketing director and business development lead with over eight years experience in digital marketing with companies and agencies around the world. He's worked with companies like Experian, Honey, Universal, and more. Transitioning full-time in Web3 since 2021, He's looking to continue to build his personal brand and apply his experience to building incredible products, services, and communities. He also hosts a weekly Twitter space that gains the attention of thousands of people a week covering all Web3 current events. Hi, Giancarlo. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Thanks for having me on here. Thank you for uh, being with me today. I'm very excited to speak about personal branding. I know a lot of people have been talking about it in Web3 as well and have been asking about it. So I'm really happy that um, I'm finally able to bring somebody who's who's done this and they can share some tips with us today. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited to hop into it. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and how you got into Web3? Yeah, for sure. I won't uh, bore you with all the crazy details, but um, essentially my, my background is uh, being in traditional Web2 digital marketing for the better part of you know almost a decade. Um, I've been in crypto since 2016. I've always been interested in the underlying tech with, with blockchain and all the use cases, you know, if, that it can be applied to in the real world. Uh, fast forward to about 2020, I started diving a bit more into a lot of the new protocols and, you know, tech that's been coming out. Um, obviously throughout the years, there was about like a three year bear market, whatever. But around 2020, I started getting back into, uh, crypto a little bit more heavily. And then, Fast forward to 2021, I heard um, a lot of my friends getting into NBA Top Shot, and I started hearing more about you know these these little things called NFTs um, and how they you know prove you know digital ownership over these assets and stuff like that. And I thought I was a little like most people, I was a little um, curious, but more so I I kind of didn't really believe all of the hype. It didn't really make sense to me. And then I had a lot of friends who were explaining it to me, and then you know they they got into board API club after that, and then obviously piqued my interest a bit more after hearing kind of the monetary value behind some of these digital assets. And then again, fast forward, um, it was about the summer of 2021, and I started, I decided to go kind of not full time, but put a lot of effort and time into learning as much as I could about Web three NFTs and and really getting into everything blockchain. Um, and then around the end of the year, I start. I got a position uh, working as um, kind of like a lead betting specialist, kind of business development and strategy advisor uh, for a company doing, you know, helping other brands with NMTs and stuff like that. So, yeah, super long winded, but that's pretty much it. What did you learn about Web three? Um, million dollar question. <laughs> yeah, so I think especially when it comes to like uh, for me personally with NFTs, uh, back in the 2021, there was like YouTubers and stuff like that. There was there were people like Brett Way, uh, there were people like Kosher Plug and stuff like that who had prominent YouTube channels where they were discussing like NFTs and stuff. But I would say where I learned was basically just being in the trenches of it all, just being on Twitter, um, interacting with other people. 
you know, talking with other people, just learning with other people. So I would say where I learned about most of it was through just being in it on Twitter. I would guess just uh, by pasting things together, right? Yeah, I mean, especially in Web three, there's no there's no handbook, right? There's no like there there are, are there are, you know documents that you can learn and this and that, but I'd I'd say the best way to learn is to just dive right in. Um, how important do you think is personal branding in Web three, and how important is it to land a job? Um, especially that you said you started spending a lot of time on on Twitter, and then you landed your first job in Web three, so. Um, how how does that piece together? Yeah, so it's funny because I actually didn't get that job through Twitter. Um, I was I was kind of you know I had some free time over the weekend and I was googling I was googling blockchain events like in my city. So I, I live here in Orlando, Florida, and I was googling all over the place on how can I find where are the people in my city that are into this, and so. I was Googling a bunch of uh, blockchain events and this and that, and I stumbled upon one. Um, shout out to the uh, Orlando Blockchain uh, Committee and Council here. And I saw that they were hosting like an event, kind of very tight-knit. And so I showed up there. Uh, and mind you, I'm already probably 4 or 5 months into you know, spending 8 to 10 hours a day learning about NFTs and Web3 and everything like that. And I show up, and they're mostly talking about crypto, which is fine because I, you know, I love crypto, DeFi, everything like that. But then I started talking about NFTs, and then you know one thing led to another. The head of the committee there was like, "Hey, I think I should introduce you to this this guy. Um, his name is Michael Sessa, and he was the CEO and founder of this company. And we you know we got a drink, we started talking, and then got me an opportunity that way. Mind you, I don't think that's going to be a majority of how most people are going to get into Web three. Hundred percent not. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, you know, fast forward, I, I ended up getting a position as a marketing director for um, a Web3 NFT trading platform. Um, and that was through kind of proving that you know I, I've built up significant relationships and connections in the space. Um, so yeah, I think personal branding is incredibly important. Um, I, I host Twitter Spaces, for example, and we cover these kind of things all the time about transitioning full-time to Web3, how to build personal brand, how to make content that is... Um, of high quality, so it's very engaging and gets people to you know essentially follow you for your value. So personal branding, especially in these early stages of Web three, are incredibly important because if you position yourself in a way where you become a go to for experience or knowledge in the space, you know look at the the much longer time horizon. If we're if we're talking two, three, four, five years down the road, if you're starting on that journey now um, and you scale that, I mean it, the the possibilities are are literally, you know, endless when it comes to like five years down the road, for example. I feel like all the all the Twitter spaces and events online that I've participated in, and they, they tell you like how to build a brand online and how to land a job in Web3. Everything is just like blah, 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 blah. Like, <laughs> nobody really gives you like real advice. And yeah. sometimes it really pisses me off. Yeah, no, I agree. Because it's they say kind of like the, the macro zoomed out version of it, but not like the, okay, step one, step two, step three. Um, and I have an answer for that too. So, uh, you know, if you want me to, to, to dive into that, I can for sure. Of course. Yeah. So I would say, <laughs> let's, let's say, let's say you're somebody, you're just getting into Web3, you're just becoming, you know, curious, interested in everything. Um, a lot of people say to themselves, like, where do I start? 
So I always say, um, go to go to some of the most prominent Web3 companies pages, whether it be on LinkedIn, whether it be on Twitter. And I did the same thing with LinkedIn, but much later than I did with Twitter. So what I would do is I would go to, you know, for instance, I was specifically um, interested with NFTs. So I would go to like the the I would Google like what are the top NFT projects in the world. I would go to their Twitter pages. I would see who they're following. And then I would start following all of those people. And then what I, w- I would start curating my timeline. And you can do the same thing on LinkedIn. Start curating my timeline with, with prominent people in the industry working for prominent companies. And then what I would start to do is just essentially start interacting with all these people, either like or comment on their posts, just, just so that people can see, see your name, basically. And I know this sounds like a very slow turn and burn kind of thing. But that is essentially how it works. And then I would also say, especially with Twitter spaces, I would say that I've grown my my own personal brand pretty substantially by by hosting Twitter spaces or especially if you're in NFTs, getting into one of these very prominent communities, whether you're buying a Doodles or a D Gods or a Bored Biot Club or a Mutinate Biot Club or a Nazuki, whatever it may be. Obviously, these are substantially you know, monetary wise, they're very expensive. But I don't say you have to start that way. But you can start with like these smaller communities, become the voice of those smaller communities, and then work your way up that way. So I always say it's like you have to uh, segment a lot of these things. Um, It's about becoming a voice of like a smaller community or a niche, for example, consistently putting your name out there consistently learning as much as you can, and interacting with people who probably know more than you. Um, and then you'll slowly start building up your personal brand that way. I, I know in like the peak bull run, a lot of the people who did build a pretty significant personal brand, they did a couple of things. So those things would be either, and it sounds terrible, but it's just the truth, um, was giveaways. And this is, I don't recommend doing this exactly, but they did a lot of giveaways via Twitter or whatever it was. They got a lot of following that way. I'm not going to say that it was all organic because I don't believe it was. Or two, you can create content. And I think this is probably the most powerful way to build an audience. Um, It's creating content that proves that you have experience on a specific subject. Um, Do a lot of research before you make these kind of content. Something that's educational, informative, or something that might get a lot of engagement based on a topic that's significant or relevant during that time. So I know plenty of people who, um, a friend of mine named Elena, uh, so shout out to Elena and my friend whale.swoosh on Twitter. They essentially started with like two, three thousand followers and within three months each have over 30, 40, 50,000 followers and got hired full time, uh, with, uh, the team at Azuki. Um, and what they did was they would write every single day in web three, a lot of things happen. So what would they do? They would, they would compile all of that information that happened on that specific day and then write a thread about it. So they would say, Hey, you probably weren't on Twitter all day, but if you, if you weren't and you missed a lot of things going on, here's what happened. And then they would write a thread on all of the daily kind of things that happened in Web3 and they got a huge amount of positive feedback and a ton of followers that way. So it's a, I would honestly say it's about engaging, um, making, making content that's providing value. Um, based on a specific niche or topic, and then also uh, joining into some of these communities and becoming a prominent voice or a go-to person of of uh, experience or knowledge within those communities. 
I'm very happy you mentioned that because I think my my next question comes in very um, um, or like fits in very well with what you what you just mentioned. So something I keep hearing a lot from people is that it's very difficult to piece together info in Web three because it's of its terminology, slang. Everybody uses different words for the same thing. So what are some resources you found useful in order to better understand the industry? Okay, um, I think for starters, I'd like to mention that. Especially, this is, and I see this often on on LinkedIn. I see it on Twitter too. But we see a lot of quote unquote experts um, in the industry. And you know, if you were to actually speak with them and and say, "Hey, okay, well, if you're an expert," and some of them might do, they've been doing it since like 2020 or whatever it was. Especially when it comes to NFTs or metaverse, whatever. But then when you, whenever you actually try to talk to them and ask, you know, where either a where are you getting your info or 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 B, like, what info do you do you find that's relevant right now? They don't. They rarely have an answer for that because they actually don't really know. Because they're not really they're not really experts in the space. It's like they were probably like a. And I'm not. Uh, this is a blanket statement, by the way. But they were probably you know had a senior level position at like a, a high quality you know company, Google or Blizzard, Activision, whatever. And then they just transitioned their role into Web three, and then you know slapped expert on top of it and. And I'm not really a big fan of that, but I would say if you're looking for info on Web3, um, you just have to curate the information that you're seeing in front of you. So, and I mentioned it prior, it's that you have to follow people who um, have credibility, um, who have been in this in the industry for a decent amount of time, and you can you can curate the same way you can curate on Twitter. You can do it on LinkedIn as well. So you can follow all of the top people that you know. Um, with, excuse me, within Web3 on LinkedIn so that you're curating your timeline so that all the information that you're seeing on there is is relevant, well thought out, well researched. And I would say that's probably some of the best ways to do it. And then there are a ton of different apps. For example, I uh, downloaded an app called um, Lucky Trader. So um, shout out to my friend Tyler, who's one of the, the authors for the app. But and this is NFT specific. And there are other platforms just like this for like DeFi and stuff like that. But it's an app that you download and it gives you well-written articles um, about kind of current events that's happening in Web3. So I think it's, it's incredibly important if you want to be up to date with what's going on, then you have to make sure you're finding sources that are credible. So like Lucky Trader or like a very well-curated timeline on LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, something, somebody was mentioning to me today that I think in the beginning of 2021, there were like 8,000 something consultants and experts in Web3 and agencies. And right now, or like the beginning of 2022, they were like 22,000. So <laughs> you can see like how much it's, it's grown. Yeah, it's great. Um, what are some platforms of your choice that you think anyone should be on and why? Um, I highly recommend... You Twitter? Yeah, and I know it's it's kind of like, it's one of those things because there's there seems to be an unspoken feud between those on LinkedIn and those on Twitter, right? I think a lot of people on LinkedIn are like, oh, we don't want the Twitter DGENs here on LinkedIn and ruin, ruining the professionalism and this and that. And I could see I could see the point to a certain extent, but um, I highly... I mean, I learned a majority of everything that I, I know about Web3 um, via Twitter. And there are incredibly intelligent and smart and thought-provoking people on Twitter. You, you just have to know where to look. And I would say the same thing for LinkedIn as well. So... And I know this is probably not the answer a lot of people want because they want like a take me to www.insertpage.com to find information. 
And mind you, there are places like that, but in an industry this early on, I, I tell people all the time that the best way to learn is by doing. And I think you have to just dive right into the trenches of some of this stuff. Yeah, unfortunately, it's something I've learned um, by myself. Um, and I think the only problem, let's say, is that it just takes a lot of time, uh, lot of time. especially when you're very new and don't know exactly where to go, what to learn. And it's just like a lot of information scattered everywhere. A lot of yeah. people talking about everything and anything. And there are people that like have like big followings, but actually don't say anything. And you need to learn that you don't have to follow those. And um, yeah, but I, I think, yeah, you're right. Um, you should really um, dive into it and learn by uh, by yourself. Yeah. And, uh, and another thing with the, sorry to cut you off. The, another thing you mentioned with all the different consulting firms and Web3 marketing agencies that have popped up, a lot of times people will, especially if they're looking to build a business or a company in Web3, what I've found is that a majority of the time, these people who are building these companies or businesses don't have much Web3 experience, but they have experience building products or services or whatever in the in, in a Web2 um, uh, aspect. But then they what they do is they go to these consultants or these marketing firms to try and get information. And I cannot stress how, how wrong that is. Like, that's just not the best way to go about doing it at all. Um, you have to, you have to remember that these agencies and marketing firms, their incentive is, is backed by, you know, what they get in return. So I don't always assume that they have like essentially the best intentions for you. Um, and I also don't, think that most of these consultants or marketing agencies even really fully have as much experience as they probably lead, lead you to believe also. I would say just like with NFT projects or DeFi projects, marketing agencies and consulting firms in, in Web3 are... I would say 99% of them are just not good. So that, that would be my personal take on it. I 100% agree with you on this because I've looked for marketing agencies to to hire for one of the projects that I were I was working for and it took me a lot of time to find something and and I remember with one of them that looked pretty big and it was rated as like top agencies in web3 to work with and when they sent me some samples of their work I was like what is this <laughs> it felt like web2 at the beginning of the time I don't know it's really really bad it's terrible um and I, I do agree with you about the fact that like a lot of people, like they saw the opportunity, jumped into Web3, but it, they weren't exactly sure what to, what to provide or what kind of services like, or what would work best. Probably right now, people are still learning about the industry. Maybe they're getting better at it. Um, but it's still something to, to see, let's say. I'm not, uh, I haven't really checked that out. Everybody keeps saying that they're really good at what they do. So sometimes it's, until you work with them, it's very hard to, to figure out if it's true what they say or not. Yeah, every, everyone's going to say that they're, they're an expert in the space or everyone's going to say that they're very good at what they do. And, and, and also you have to keep in mind that a, a quality marketing agency in Web3, and mind you, there's, there are probably, in my opinion, probably 10 that are actually good. Um, you have to understand that the ones that the ones that are kind of in the middle or at the bottom of these who are these agencies, they're trying to get money through their door. They're trying to generate revenue, so they're taking on any and all projects, no matter what they are, and that's not a good thing because ninety also ninety nine percent of DeFi or 
NFT projects in the space are not very good at all. So, like for instance, if I'm going to help a, a company, whether it become whether it's uh, you know uh, structuring strategy or helping with customer acquisition strategy or marketing content, whatever it may be, I'm not just going to work for someone because they're going to give me money to do it. I'm going to do a, a background check. I'm fully doing. I'm doing my due diligence 100. I'm I'm vetting these people. And if they don't align with like my own personal either core values or I don't, I truly don't believe that they have the competency to fulfill on what it is that they're trying to build, then I won't take their money. But the issue is that there are these Web3 agencies and consulting firms who will just take anything and everything because they need to generate that revenue um, and to keep the lights on. And that's just a, that's a terrible way to do it. So, I mean, how can you be a marketing, even if, you could have the best product. You could have the worst product in the world, but if you if you market it well, it's going to do well. But even if you have the best product in the world, but it's marketed terribly, it's not going to do anything either. So, I don't know. That's that's my take on everything. I mean, this space is quite new, right? So I think people are still a lot of people are still learning about it. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I've seen, I've seen, I've even seen companies like wanting people that have seven years of experience in Web three, which is almost impossible to find, right? Yeah. But like, this is what they want from their marketing manager, and I'm like, well, yeah, not me, I guess. Yeah. No, I. It's, um, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, tell me, tell me. No, I was, I was saying it's um, and it's kind of, it's been like this, even not even just in Web three, it's like this in Web two also. Right, because you see, it's like especially with like uh, devs or something like that. It's you could be like uh, they're looking for like a junior dev with like you know eight years experience, full stack, and like all this stuff, right? And it's very similar with like Web three. It's these people want you know they want five years uh, working full time Web three. You know they want you know three or four years of you working at a at a at, as a senior level position at a multi million dollar tech startup, and then the position they're hiring for is like. Uh, a mid-level like BD, you know, and it's like, c- come on, come on, yeah. And then the worst part, this is my biggest gripe with Web three companies, it's that they're they're passing on candidates with intangible um, value, and what I mean by that, it's you know the people who really really understand the market um, and how it functions. They don't have anything tangible that they could put on the resume that proves that. And what they're doing is these Web3 companies are they're hiring people who have worked at, you know, Google or Apple or, you know, the Fang companies or whatever it may be, who have these amazing, well-built out Web2 resumes. But then whenever you ask these these candidates that you, that they hire, you know, what's your experience in Web3 and what have you done? What have you built? Who do you know? What are your connections? They can't really formulate any sort of answer for those questions. These Web three companies are just hiring these people based on the companies that they worked with prior, not knowing that that doesn't always translate that well into Web three, regardless of what the position is. So uh, we're seeing it now with a lot of layoffs, whether it be from OpenSea or Coinbase or whatever it may be. Um, a lot of these companies have hired these, you know, great great candidates with amazing resumes from Web two, but then they 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 you know they quickly figure out that their understanding or their their basis of knowledge within the web3 space is severely lacking and it's tough to scale your business model if you have a whole entire company who isn't that familiar with web3 it's very tough sometimes i think it's a it's a us issue let's say because i think a lot of these people are are 
I think it is, I hope this is a word in English, concentrated in the US. So like, I don't, I don't think Europe has like that many or like it has obviously has Google and Facebook and so on, but I don't know many people working there. Whereas in the US, everybody works in this like giant company and (laughs) comes with like really amazing resume. So (laughs) And it's tough to compete with that. It is tough, especially if you're coming. Obviously, 100%. It's very tough to compete with that. And even even someone like myself, who um, I would, I feel as though I pretty, I feel pretty confident in my in my own personal resume. But again, I would, I feel as though many of my strengths aren't aren't things that are tangible that you can kind of write in black and white on a piece of paper. So um, that's why it's important for me specifically if I am looking to get into a position. It's important for me to at least get through the door and have a face to face. So then I can prove kind of my value that way. But the trouble is, especially for people from other countries who, who haven't had the opportunity to work for Netflix or Facebook or Google and stuff like that, it's tough because their resumes get basically moved to the side in order to take up another candidate who have worked for these major companies and stuff like that. And that's an issue. I honestly think it's a major issue in Web3 um, with these companies hiring these candidates um, solely based on you know, the A through Z of what's on their resume. I think it's important to, it's tough to find the bandwidth to do it, but I think it's important to have these one-on-one with these people. So you can, you can actually identify these intangible, um, you know, value props that these candidates may have. Just to continue the rant and maybe finish it in a bit. I remember there was a, a trend at some point, actually not at some point, last year, where everybody was writing X something, X McKenzie, X Netflix, and X Google and something. And uh, I remember I was working with this um, career coach and she was like, do not do this. And I was like, why? She's like, well, first of all, there was something I absolutely hated as well, because I felt like your value should not be proven by the companies that you've worked at, but... but but from what you've done or like the results that you've had. And that shouldn't really, I think it's a very unfair advantage, let's say. Um, Yeah. I mean, like it is what it is. Um, is So happily, I think in Web3, it's not, we're not there yet, let's say. Yeah. I mean, I see it on LinkedIn all the time and it's even worse because I'll see people who, and it'll say like, like X Coinbase, uh, X Netflix, X Polygon, X. And it's like all these X's. And I was like, I mean, what do you, you've been in Web3 for like two years and work for like five different companies. Like, I don't think that's a very good thing to put there, man. Like, just put one or leave it at that if you have to. So, I don't Makes know. sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you were to start from scratch, what would you do? Oh, man. Um, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I feel as though I kind of did things the right way. I didn't just jump into all this stuff um, like full steam ahead. I took months. So, I took like Especially when it comes to NFTs and stuff, and I had been messing around with DeFi and crypto very early on, 2016. But you know, obviously, I work per, you know predominantly within the NFT space, so I didn't just dive right in full steam ahead. I spent about three months um, watching the market, watching successful projects, watching successful businesses, watching successful people, and just learning how how they implemented or or did certain things. I did that for literally three months before I even touched an NFT, before I even bought an NFT, before I did anything. So I feel as though if I were to start over, I would more or less do the same thing. But I think what I would do differently is for about a year, I didn't really try to put myself out there. I, I didn't really care about growing a personal brand. I didn't really care 
if people knew who I was or anything like that. I was basically just in it for the monetary value, which I'm sure a lot of people who got into crypto or NFTs, it was for the same reason, right? So for me, I think what I would do differently is I would, right from the beginning, um, try my very best to connect with people and put my name out there, for sure. What was your uh, initial um, goal with this? Uh, my initial goal was to, I mean, I was seeing all my Just friends. the waters or you had like something clear in mind? No, I had nothing clear in mind. Uh, mind you, I was still working full time in my, uh, you know, in my previous career as a consultant for, for multiple um, ad agencies, marketing agencies and stuff like that. Um, I had no goal getting into NFTs or anything like that. I had no goal of working in Web3 full time. But as soon as I started getting into it more and seeing the potential for what it might look like in 5 to 10 years, um, then that's when I really started to dive a lot more into it. But yeah, when I first started, no no goal at all. I was just... In my mind, I'm like, hey, there's opportunity for, for me to make you know, a substantial amount of money. And so that was my only goal for like the first <laughs> 6 months, probably. But everyone always says, like, you come here for the money, but then you stay for the community, for the art. For you know all the all the other stuff, which is true. I had a call yesterday with somebody that is going to be like um, a guest on my podcast, and he asked him like, "How did you get into Web 3 And he told me he bought a bit of a friend of his bought him some Bitcoin with his money, and then I think it uh, it grew like twenty times or so in like two years. And he's like, "Well, maybe there's something to look into." <laughs> Yeah. See, but that's what gets everyone through the door. It's like the potential to make money. And then whenever you finally do, it's it's almost kinda it's kind of a bad thing, but it is what it is. It's it's like that the same sensation of like gambling, you know, whenever you, you put money towards something, you win it and then you want to keep playing. It's almost the same thing with like crypto and, and NFTs, but I would say that's gets that gets people through the door, but it's not what keeps them here. So obviously. Yeah. Um, what are some tips and tricks that you can give to start growing on Twitter? Because I know you've grown like a pretty good audience, let's say. Sorry. Uh, I mean, like, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> better than what I, it's better than what I have on Twitter. So uh, what are some tips and tricks you can give to, to start growing on Twitter? Yeah, so um, I would what say... What helped you? Other- yeah, and I think I mentioned it prior too. I think what I would do is again put yourself out there. I tell people this all the time: Twitter Spaces, Twitter Spaces, Twitter Spaces. Um, it's a very people don't really understand how small of a community Web three is. It's incredibly small. It's to the point now where I I actually see the same people almost every single day, whether it be on Twitter Spaces, Twitter, LinkedIn, LinkedIn audio events, whatever it may be. So I would say it's. Start if let's say you're starting from five followers. Okay, I would say make sure you you curate your page on Twitter so that it's it's appeal it's visually appealing, right? You want your profile picture or your profile page to look as if it's like a well thought like uh, website, for instance, right? Have have a banner that probably explains a little bit about yourself. Um, have a profile picture if it's not an NFT. Have a good picture of yourself. Uh, make sure your bio. Has a little quick, you know, whip about who you are as a person, what you're trying to accomplish, and then if you have a YouTube channel or any other social platforms, make sure you can link that on your on your Twitter account as well. And then I always say your your pin tweet. Make sure your pin tweet is something substantial, whether it be in the form of like it it gives a lot of value or um, 
it's something about yourself that people might find interesting. And then after that, I would say I would highly recommend joining on a lot of Twitter spaces that um, are discussing relevant topics and then request to go up and speak and get to know these speakers, get to know these hosts. A lot of the time, these hosts are people with very prominent, you know, following. So I would say get to know these hosts, interact with them daily, go on their Twitter spaces daily if they have one. Speak, um, go up there and speak daily if you can, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day. And before you know it, within like three months, now anytime you walk in, oh, hey, hey, look, it's Alex, or hey, look, it's Giancarlo, look, it's, it's Rudo, you know, what's up, man? How are you? Um, tell, give us your take. You, you're always so well spoken. You know exactly what you're talking about. Talk to us. And then there's a lot of times you get on these spaces, there's four or 500 people, a thousand people. And before you know it, you're growing your following. You're getting 50 followers here, 60 followers here, 100 here. I've hosted some space where I've gotten 400 followers in, in like a four hour period. So I would say that is probably the, the best way to do it. And if you're a little shy, like, uh, speaking, I would, I would say make that a, a challenge for yourself. If you're not very good at public speaking or speaking with other people, um, push yourself, right? Get outside of your, your comfort zone and put yourself in that position. And then the second thing, because I rant too much, as you can already tell, Alex, um, the second thing would be if you're not much of a speaker, then be very good at writing information down then. And you could use chat GPT, whatever, whatever it is that you want to do, right? Uh, just cure, make sure that your the content that you're writing about is well thought out. Um, it's well researched and then, you know, tag the, the, the people that you're, you're talking about, add visuals with it, pictures, screenshots, whatever it may be. Um, and those do very, very, very well too. I feel like I'm going to continue the rant. Uh, but I think my next question is kind of connected to what we've just spoken before. Um, so one of the, I think I felt like when I was trying to land the job in Web3, um, a lot of people would just hire anybody with marketing experience, let's say. And then um, somebody told me like, hey, you don't have enough skin in the game. You should try to prove that you have skin in the game. So uh, what are some things that you do to make sure that you show you have uh, some skin in the game? Um, I would say it's, it's honestly tough to prove that. It's very tough. To, it's tough <laughs> I know, to prove I'm that. Asking you this. Yeah, it's tough to prove that. So, and and also, you don't want to be the kind of person that on their resume, you know, they're making like a, a a list of like twenty or thirty people that they have connections with in in the in the industry. Although I would say that it helps to an extent to have some names on there, but again, it's really tough to measure those intangibles. The okay, how do you have skin in the game? You could write certain things down, like. You know, oh, I'm a prominent uh, community member within like a multi, you know, a multi-billion-dollar um, industry, uh, Web three company like Yuga Labs, right? If you're a prominent member in the Board of Yacht Club um, community, then you could put that on your as your resume as you know, I'm a a prominent community member or speaker for um, you know a multi-billion-dollar company. So I don't know. It's I wish I could give a better answer, but the reality is, it's very tough to to identify those intangible things. Like what, what kind of skin do you have in the game? I would say try your best to articulate all of those intangibles. So try to show proof of your involvement with Web3 brands, companies, DAOs, whatever it may be. Try and show proof of your, your involvement in the sense that, okay, what have you done for these companies? What have you done for these communities? And especially companies like to see that you've done things for free. Um, just out of like the sheer passion that you have for Web3. 
So I would say if you've done anything like that, I would definitely highlight that. But if you're someone in the industry and you're trying to break into Web3 full-time and you don't have that strong of a Web2 background, um, I would say do whatever you can to get to try and do things for free um, in these little small niche communities. You know, be be a be a Twitter space host for you know some of these communities. Um, create a DAO that brings people together for you know who who have like the same aligned vision for a mission statement. There, there's just so many different things you could do that in the, in the industry that you can kind of write down on your resume. But again, it's it's super tough to to prove a lot of these intangible things. It feels like a lot of people on LinkedIn who are saying that they're an investor, probably on Twitter as well, but I don't spend as much time on Twitter as I spent on LinkedIn. Um, however, like one of the things that they told me that I should do is like to, to invest money to get an NFT. And like, this would be like, this would have shown that I have like skill in the game. I mean, it's fair. It's honestly fair. So, and it, it sounds bad, but it's kind of true. So like, if, especially if you're in NFTs and you're trying to work for like a, a prominent NFT company, whether it be OpenSea or Magic Eden or a foundation, super rare, whatever it is, it, it does help tremendously. If let's say I'm going to work, I'm trying to get a job at super rare or foundation, for example, and I have a crypto punk, it, it, it proves that you do have skin in the game. It proves that you have that conviction to spend the, you know, the, the eighty ninety thousand $90,000 on a, on a JPEG, but I'm not saying that people should do this. But what I'm saying is that it does prove a little bit of conviction within the web three space. If you do have, you know, one of these PFPs or, or NFTs, like a lot of the people that doodles hired a bunch of people, uh, recently, and these were like prominent members in the doodle community. So some of these people had 10 doodles, you know, um, Azuki just hired these two people, Elena and, and whale. And Elena, you know, sp- spent 15 ETH on Ethereum on her, on her Zuki profile picture. So I'd imagine if she, it was just like herself, I'm sure the value she was giving was still going to be great. But I think if you're from, if you're like an NFT company and you're looking to bring someone on, I think it does help a bit to show that like these people have the conviction in your brand or IP that they put their own money into it. So that's kind of like the skin in the game, but I don't recommend anyone going outside of their means um, or leverage or, or, you know, taking on a ton of risk if they, if they can't take it on and buying a $10,000, $15,000 NFT. I, I don't recommend that one bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, What are some projects you have your eyes on and uh, what do you like about them? Um, okay. So I think what I've been, I, I've, and I'll, t- I'll touch on, you know, crypto a little bit. So like, I, I really enjoy what, um, Sui is doing. I really like what Aptos is doing. Um, I really love what Polygon is doing right now. I mean, their BD team is has to be the best in the world in the Web three space. So uh, I love all those uh, Immutable X. Um, so I love a lot of those. Oh, Arbitrum, love that. So, anyways, that's those. And then with NFTs, um, I think the the number one project that I like the most for multiple reasons is probably D gods and Utes. So it's a company from D labs um, and dust labs. So I love what they're doing right now. They just bridged their collection Utes from Solana over to Polygon. And then tomorrow they're bridging D gods from Solana over to Ethereum and no other NFT company or project in the world has ever done a shift 
or a bridge um, at this size, similar to what they, these guys have been doing. And they just minted um, D gods on Bitcoin. So they have Bitcoin ordinals uh, where people, they were, I think they were within the first 100,000 inscriptions on the Bitcoin blockchain uh, with these images attached to it. So, I mean, it's incredible all the things. They're basically fully multi chain. It's basically the first, one of the first NFT collections with as large of a market cap that they have now. To be fully, they're on Bitcoin, they're on Solana, Polygon, they're going to be on Ethereum, um, and there's no other collection that could say the same thing. And I also love Yuga Labs. I love what Yuga Labs is doing, always will, um, and Azuki as well. So they've been uh, pretty much all over the news uh, these days. So. Yeah, yeah, it's been um, it's been crazy to see, um, and I, I love what Artifact is doing as well. With, I mean, they just integrated a lot of things coming up with with Fortnite and Unreal Engine 5. So, yeah, I mean, there there are a lot of cool things happening right now um, in the NFT space. Um, Let's say you've constantly grown your brand and you already start growing a community around you. How do you leverage that when it comes to making your way into talking to a CEO, landing a consultant role, or um, be a micro influencer or whatever you want to call that, like basically leveraging the work that you've put into something else, let's say that they would make you money. Right. right. Um, I think the first thing I would say is just be very weary. So, and we're seeing it now, right? We're seeing these, these people who have made it, you know, gained an influence in the industry and use their influence to, and, and monetized it. Um, and we're seeing now that the, what are the negative effects of that? So I always tell people that your reputation isn't worth any amount of money, especially if you're looking to work in Web3 full-time um, into the future. You have to be very weary. Even if you're making a name for yourself, you're, you know, you're gaining some influence in the industry. Don't, don't ever put your reputation on the line just to get a paycheck. So what I mean by that is... Just because someone is coming to you and they're offering money for your services, don't always take it. And honestly, I would say nine times out of 10, I do not take any sort of consulting roles or advisory roles or strategy roles because I know in my heart that a vast majority of these, these companies or collections that reach out to me for this help um, aren't going to be here in a year or two. So I'm not going to be the one to put my name on something um, and then a year or two down the road, it comes back and bites me. Like, oh, well, you know, Gian, you were, or Ruto, you were part of, weren't you an advisor for this company or the advisor for this project? What happened? You know, like people lost thousands of dollars. Like, what, what were you advising on? You know, so I tell people just be very, very careful. Um, I know it's hard because I know there's a lot of people who could, who could use the money, especially like in times like this. But please, your reputation far exceeds any amount of monetary value. So just be careful with that. Um, something I didn't get to ask you, and I wanted to see if you have any take on that, was regarding like types of content that you're putting out there, especially on Twitter, because uh, I feel like this is kind of your specialty. Um, but what what do you think would work? What, what do you think works best? And what do you think uh, would put you in front of more people than the audience you already have? Mm. Is it like small pieces? Is it audio? Is it video? Is it threads? Is it what is it? Honestly, I would say all of them. I would say if you want your best chances to scale your audience, do all of it. And then now, because yeah, I mean, right. 
What's that? Test it out. Yeah, I mean, it's about split testing. So, like, if you're coming from a marketing, you know, background, then you understand the significance of split testing um, stuff. So, I would say do all of it. Figure out which one you like, and then figure out which one works the best, and then scale that. So, and then once you scale that, then you can go back split test again. Now that you have an, a larger audience influence, um, you're getting much much higher, you know, um, impressions engagement. Split test again. Do do all those that you mentioned before. See which one's working better now. Scale that. Rinse and repeat. So it's the same way with, you know, ads. Business. Uh, it, which it sounds funny to say, but it's true. Pretty much anything in marketing. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it sounds weird, but it's true. So, um, are there any Web three tools that you would like anyone to use, or that you know about? Anything that's really cool and you would like to share with uh with my audience? Hmm. Man, there's probably a lot so, of so things. So they can that be like newsletters. It can be tools. Um, I've had I've had people like recommending newsletters, books. Um, okay. Um, Chrome extensions that can tell you what this project does if you don't understand it. Uh, you for sure. It. Yeah. Okay. So and this is this will probably go more for people looking to break into like NFTs and Web three in that way. Um, I would say there are there's a. a a Twitter space called the NFT Morning Show, and it's hosted by a guy named Nick and Pio. Um, and they have their own website. It's called the niftyportal.com. They post daily, you know, articles on everything that's happening in Web3. They also have a, a token-gated pass that gives you access to their community. And mind you, I'm not I'm not sponsored by them. They don't pay me to say this or anything like that, but you get a lot of really great information that way. I always tell people to download Lucky Trader. Like for instance, I literally have it. Um, like I have uh, like a notification lucky trader right there. So every morning I wake up, I open up lucky trader. It's almost like me just reading the news in the morning. So lucky trader is an app you can download. I also say, um, another great tool is if you want to know what are good Twitter spaces, or if you want to know who are good prominent people to follow, there's a website called, uh, NFT inspect. And that shows you who are the prominent members with the most engagement or global reach in any given community. So you can type in like, Azuki, D Gods, Udes, Doodles, whatever it may be. And it'll show you a list of the top 100 uh, prominent community members in there with their Twitter accounts on there. Click it, follow them, um, set notifications on, whatever it may be. And then there's another uh, tool that's called Superspaces. And you can Google it. It's called Superspaces. And it basically uh, ranks the top 10 or top, you know, 100 Twitter Spaces hosts and Twitter Spaces um, at a given time. And it breaks it down weekly. So I would also do that too. So if you want to put your your name out there, figure out what these top Twitter spaces are, these hosts, follow them, set notifications on, join in on their Twitter spaces and uh, request to speak and just learn from them. Even if you go up to them and say, Hey guys, I'm not sure if there's much I can add to the topic. I'll try my best, but I'm here really just to learn from you guys. And they'll love you for that. They'll, they'll follow you. They'll say, Hey, you know, shoot me a DM. If you have any questions, like I'll help you out. So people are very, very nice. They just have to put yourself out there. I love this. Uh, so before we before we well, before we wrap it up, uh, where can people find you? Um, okay, so I have I'm on all social platforms. Granted, I'm only uh, active on a few of them. So like I have a TikTok speaking about NFTs. I have a YouTube channel speaking about NFTs. Uh, but you can mostly find me on LinkedIn, Giancarlo Rios, um, or you can find me on Twitter at Gian the Rios, G I A N the Rios. And I have my Twitter account on my LinkedIn um, bio as well. So 
mostly active on Twitter. On Twitter, I host Twitter Spaces Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Um, I'm part of a brand called TDA, the Daily Alpha, uh, where I have buddies of mine who host Twitter Spaces um, Tuesday through Sunday, 10:45 a.m. Eastern to 1:45 a.m. Eastern. So, yeah, you can find me. And if anyone ever has questions, um, they want help or anything like that. I will not charge you for anything. Just DM me on LinkedIn, DM me on Twitter. I'm more than welcome. I'm more than happy to help anyone I can with anything that I can. So thank you so much for, um, for opening your, your knowledge to, to everyone, uh, today and, um, even further than this episode. Um, uh, thank you again for being present and I'm looking forward to speaking with you again. I appreciate it, Alex. I'm looking forward to, uh, rewatching this and seeing how, how, uh, how much I talk. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, been great. it's been great. I think it's been a very insightful, um, uh, episode. I really want everybody to share as much knowledge as, as possible. And I think you've done an amazing job with this. So thank you very much. I had a great time. I appreciate it, Alex. Thank you so much for listening to our Out of Ordinary podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to hear more content like this, then open up the podcast app and click on the follow or subscribe button. It takes less than five seconds and is the single best thing you can do to support the show and stay up to date to more marketing strategies that are being used in the Web3 space.